it wasn't Kawhi and the Kawhiettes. It was like actually like it was just like Kawhi was a T Rex and the rest of them were like slightly smaller carnivorous dinosaurs. And we dribble yeah, yeah. And we dribble yeah, yeah. And we dribble yeah. We put some shots up and we dribble For ball we know, episode fifty one. It's Nate, and we're it's recording on our usual Thursday night, six o'clock. Uh, yeah, what's goody? <laughs> We are coming to you straight from Lincoln County, Nevada at Area 51. What's good? And no one can tell you any different. Correct. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we... They don't know where I'm no. at. I mean, I could get deep here and say, where are any of us? But <laughs> I'm just going to... I like it. I'm, I'm just going to fly fan. right over that one. I am a big fan <laughs> Let's of talk that. about shoes instead. Are you sure you want to do that? I don't know. I was a big fan. Because our boy Trey Lyles brought out some dope shoes. He did come with some fire. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Trey Lyles plays for the Denver McNuggets. And mm, McNuggets. yes, and he wore some custom. I don't even know what undefeated is. I don't think they Undefeated are is an authentic lifestyle brand and sneaker store inspired by sports. So are they kind of like the off-white brand where they do collabs with big companies and just make their own shoes? Yeah. So Undefeated accurate. times Nike Kobe once Protro. Yeah, the Protro cool name. Um, so what we got here is what? Yellow camo? Is that what you're going to call it? I, I mean, suppose it so. kind of it's like a li- really light camo. That's like not inaccurate. Thanks, <laughs> appreciate you, fam. Um, I'm just saying, like, I don't know that I go so far as to call it camo, but like, it isn't. Not it's not camo. like popping. Like the colors are very dull, so it, it's hard to see that it's camo. But if you like look at it closely, it has like a camo pattern. Yeah. Yes, so. So, and it's yellow, and then there's a purple. Uh, undefeated logo on it which is like how you write five with ticks so like four lines and a diagonal line that's their logo apparently and then their kobe ones which i haven't seen in a while so nike kobe ones i should mention kobe was with uh, a different company prior to nike i didn't know that you haven't seen the kobe shoe before this one All I'm seeing is the uh, the Nike ones, bro. They were they were boxy. Let me find them real quick. He was on Adidas, I think. Wow, well, I mean that okay. sort of checks out. If uh, hold that the the KB eights. No. Oh, those are later. The the Wait, the Kobe two T W O. Look that up if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you will see some ugly-ass shoes. Oh, those are bad. <laughs> those are so bad. It doesn't look like those are his first pair of they're shoes, not. They're not. They're one of his first. But they're... <laughs> they're, the, they're the first release out of the Kobe Space. Yeah, installment. they're so bad. And those are right before the uh, the, the Kobe ones that Nike put out. Like that, they're, that are they're so today. bad that they're almost legit because they're like so... They're like something Kanye would come up with. 
Facts. Yes. These KB8s original shoe with Adidas though are kind of yes, hot. But th- that meant the Kobe twos. They bad and not a I'm cool bad. To, I'm about to cop some of those myself. These are fire. <laughs> Anywho, uh Kobe has good shoes. We've known this. Besides the ones I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, those are a little wild. I don't know how I feel about those. No, they look they're like but, boats yeah. on your shoes. Or as shoes. Words. Like boat shoes. All right, so that is Trey Lyles with the kicks of the week this week. And uh, that's Nate. Trying, trying to keep the kicks. That's kick Nate Hop with the tangent of the week. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it tends to happen. Also, you sound a little far away from your mic. Just thought I'd throw that out there. It's the same place. Uh, it maybe is. my volume's down then. I don't know. Yeah, that's my volume. Bro. That's a I rip. Uh, anyways, let's move on now to some general news of the, as we do, of the week. Um, so, big news, I think. Uh, both Russ and Paul George, Russell Westbrook, that is, had surgeries this week. Um, it's kind of cute. The, the, <laughs> PG, uh, he's going to be out until the start of camp with a, a rotator cuff surgery. So, the cuff... If you watched any of the Portland uh, OKC series, you you saw that his rotator cuff was visibly like bothering him during the the games. Ow, my ears! For he sure, was shooting, and he would Sorry. just like kind of awkwardly hold his arm after he shot, or you know, lots of other things. Um, and then Russ had a finger procedure, and then he had another, but um, but this one was minor, a knee procedure. He has a knee procedure almost every offseason, it seems like, some kind of Right, so stuff. I was going to say, how much longer is this dude going to be able to last in the league if he has surgery every season? That can't be good for your body, even I mean, if it's preventative. I mean, I feel like beyond that, right, we already talked about that two episodes ago, how he needs to change his game anyway as his athleticism declines, and getting your knee cut open <laughs> every summer is not going to yes. help. Probably so, not. He should. He should yeah, probably keep those knees sewn up. Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's unfortunate what happened with PG being hurt for that series. Um, we'll see. This guy's kind of falling apart too. After you know he had the scary knee injury a couple years back, and now his rotator cuff mm-hmm. torn up. And mm-hmm. we'll see what the future looks like for him as he ages a little bit. Um, he's only twenty nine right now, but life comes at you fast. seriously. Uh, next up, we got DeMarcus Cousins. As, as we know, he did something with his hip, right? Or no, his quad. He, like, tore his quad. Strained it. Uh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Uh, he plan- Partially torn yeah, quad. Yeah, he says that he, quote, expects to play again this season. It just sounds like a bad idea at this juncture. It sounds like a bad idea. It also sounds a little cocky because he's saying that they're going to beat the Rockets. I think the only way he plays is if the Warriors make the finals. <laughs> uh, in, in his defense, which I say hesitantly, he did say this three days ago. Um, so I think prior to last night's game against the Rockets, which we'll it might get have to a little more promising for, yeah, it might've looked a little more promising for, uh, for Golden State mm-hmm. making it there, but we shall see. Yes. Uh, speaking of, I mean, it feels like he should just stay out at this point. Yeah, just but, don't hurt yourself anymore. Just get your payday this summer. 
Yeah, seriously. You've proven you can come back from an injury. You don't need to do it again. No, hardly, <laughs> but yeah. Um, speaking of Golden State, they're ready for a, quote, seismic change this summer when KD and Clay become free agents. So I think they're saying they're prepared for both those guys to dip. Um, it's kind of interesting because I also saw reports that said Clay wanted to stay and that if KD left, I think he'd be able to. But he would still have to obviously take a little bit of a pay cut, but he'd still be like enough for him to stay. It's so funny how we say that, like, like you say, I think he'd be able to. No criticism on that <laughs> specifically, but on the idea that, like, yeah, if you guys can't pay me $180 million <laughs> to be here for the next five years, I can't be here. I just, can't. I just at least need that it's, 190. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Like, how much money do you need on top of um, endorsements really, and all that too? Yeah. If you really want to be on a team and, and win and you want to be a part of that, then take a hundred, you know, like, do you really need that much money? But be that as it may, um, I'm, this is intriguing to me because clay has not at any point really indicated that he's interested in leaving. Uh, it, it seemed that way for some time now, in my opinion, um, and then there was that report that came out that he was more interested in the Clippers than the Lakers. If he was going, I don't to know leave. why they want to do that other than more money, but <laughs> you know, I don't really know either. <laughs> it's definitely a Laker town, but I mean, Clay seems like a low key guy. Maybe he just wants to kick it in LA and be low key. I mean, so he's from Los Angeles. So what NBA player is? I feel like everybody's from Los Angeles. True, but um, it makes sense that he would want to play there. Outside of all of these weird front office things happening recently with the Lakers, which we will get to, (laughs) I don't really get it. And KD, I think the injury will make a difference. Foreshadowing. I mean, if you didn't already hear that Katie got hurt, I don't even know why you're listening <laughs> to the podcast because you're obviously not paying attention. Should we just talk about it now that it's brought up? Um, let's talk about it when we get okay. to the games. Moving on then. Um, some management moves. Uh, the Suns officially hire uh, Monty Williams on a five-year contract. Um, and I reported it wrong last week i said he was the blazers assistant he's actually the 76ers assistant so Mm. bad beats on that one for me (laughs) um and you say what the lakers are why is that he was one of the guys on their short list um maybe talks sputtered with the ty lu sitch um but the lakers are just taking a lot of l's recently Let's just let's jump to one. that then. Um, so, like you said, the Lakers and Ty Lue, their talks kind of just died, essentially. Sputtered on out, yeah. Um, the reports for this said a lot of different things. One was that Lou wanted a five-year deal, but Lakers would only offer him three. And at that, it would be 18 mil for that three years. Oh, God, um, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> actually, right? Um, which based on standards of the market in the NBA is it's a, it's short change for a guy with a championship, whatever kind of asterisks you want to put on his mm-hmm. championship. A lot of people are saying he's one of the few people that would actually challenge LeBron in the locker room and 
was able to coach LeBron in any fashion. I was going to say so, asterisks. I think Kerr's name should just be asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> no letters. Yep, just, no just letters. a bunch of asteri. Um, so, I mean, on that note, I think it's interesting that the Lakers weren't willing to work with him. Um, an interesting note also, though, is that a three-year deal would put him through the end of LeBron's <laughs> tenure, and it's understandable at least to me, why Lou would say, yeah, you don't want me after LeBron's gone. You just want me to be his babysitter. <laughs> See, exactly right. You want me until LeBron's out and then, and then you're going to kick me to the curb. I can see his apprehension with that. Um, but then, but then in comes Bronny. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, so there are also rumors that the Lakers, um, GM Palenka and their advisor, Kurt Rambis wanted to include Jay Kidd on mm-hmm. the staff which Lou was not interested in for similar reasons. Um, I believe that the quote was something like, yeah, I start the season eight and eight and then I'm out and kid is the coach. I did Uh, not see that, but that's freaking accurate. (laughs) Very valid. Right. And I, I don't know if that was straight from his mouth or if that was someone speaking on his behalf, but either way I could see his apprehension there too. So it sounds like the Lakers were really trying to get exactly what they wanted and were not willing to compromise much. So Probably a good call for him. Yeah, which is kind of the opposite of their trade talks this off or this, you know, end of the season. They were they were trying to throw everything at the Pelicans. Here they're here they're being yeah. a little more reserved. Being a little stingy, yeah. Um, and in in sad face <laughs> news, Ty Lu this past Monday for his forty second birthday had a Lakers themed cake. Uh, On yeah. purpose or like. <laughs> It sounds like it was a, it was a surprise. I believe it was like his family that brought so just because the they all assumed he um, was going there. I mean, at no point did he ever really say like, "No, that's not." You know, he didn't really downplay it at all. So I think everyone kind of just assumed. But at, at the same are. time, he also played for the Lakers back in the day. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons why he would be there. No, I just mean like the cake. <laughs> I'm still on yes. The cake. Oh, okay. Yes, um, but come on. <laughs> That's not the only reason they would get him a Lakers cake. Know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I can I can make an educated guess. Okay, well, the Lakers did add more coaches to their list, um, and my guy, Dave uh, David Yeager, is still not on there, which I'm still salty about. But they are looking at Mike Woodson, Frank Vogel. I like Frank Vogel, though. I'd get behind that one. Lionel Hollins. And uh, apparently LeBron has reached out to Tom Thibodeau to be an assistant, which which I could kind of see. I feel like Tom's a pretty passionate coach Um, and someone that LeBron would like. And all these people saying, like, LeBron's going to, you know, be – the coach, he just wants somebody who can push around, like, and you know, the Lakers just want to get this coach for LeBron. I mean, if you got one of the best players, if not the best player in the world, on your roster, you want to make him happy. <laughs> like, that's just the way it goes. I mean, you you don't think that Steph, when they were hiring Kerr, had any input in that, you know? True, but I think you have to start, you have to ask about LeBron in the locker room. And, and, you know, his demeanor and personality, if this isn't, if it's that much of a problem. Yeah. Who knows? 
all his ex-teammates say nothing, but maybe when he retires, it'll all come out. <laughs> and who knows? I, and I'm not saying like, oh, LeBron's probably any such way. I, I just feel like when this when it's this big of a hubbub every time, yeah, question marks. Yes. Uh, as I mentioned, Tom Thibodeau, TBT to the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls gave Tom Thibodeau's old job to <laughs> Jim Boylan. The other, you know, a few years back, but uh, he gets a multi-year extension. Um, but they did not disclose how much. I like this move, similar to what I've said in previous episodes, where the team's going to be bad because of who's on the roster, how young they are, etc. Like, no coach yeah. is going to change that. You might as well just roll with the guy you have to see if he can kind of bring the team around once you get the right pieces and. I mean, that's what Dave Yeager yeah. did with the Kings, and then they fired him. <laughs> Which is dumb. I think to that point, yeah, give your coach a chance to develop these young guys that he inherited that were really bad, mm-hmm. you know? At least give him the opportunity to develop some players and, and be successful. So after so. this extension, he's, like if it's like three years or something and they're still kind of in the same spot, and that's maybe when you want to be like, all right, time to do something a little different here. Definitely. Um, yeah, and then the last thing in our general news, pretty much the whole general news was about the Lakers. <laughs> Surprise! Um, Haven't had one of these yeah. in a while. <laughs> they're still not in the postseason, and they're still in all the news. Well, they're, they're, um, they're Lakers the fans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, based on how you were trying to say it, you're not wrong. Um, I confuse myself so, with that one. Who get that? Technically, they are in the postseason, <laughs> but they're not in the postseason. Yes, it is after yeah. the season. They are not in, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Lakers fans are reportedly planning to hold a protest outside of Staples Center on Friday, the 10th of May, which very well could be the day you're listening to this. Um, per Bleacher Report, they have pre planned chants, lol, such as uh, Fire Linda, Sell the Team, Fire Rambus, Kevin McHale. No Jason Kidd and Shadow Owner. Who so plans chance? What? That's why I said per bleach report, because that seems kind of weird to me if that's but it could be true. Who's oh. Linda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does she know Jennifer? <laughs> uh oh, um Oh, okay, let's make sense of all this. So Linda Rambus. Kurt Rambis's wife is being viewed as LA's quote shadow owner. Why? Um, the official title held by Rambis within the Lakers organization, this is Linda Rambis, is executive director of special projects. And yet she was present for the head coaching interview with Monty Williams. So people are kind of like, why is she in on all of these things? Mm. Yeah, because there's a report that says Kurt and Linda Rambis both overruled. Uh, the bus family on Lakers hiring Tyron Lue. And there's also, there was a lot of people saying that Kurt Rambis was having to that point, a really strong voice in the coaching decisions whole sitch. So this is strange. Yeah. I mean, Kurt was a good player, but now he just seems kind of like an idiot. I mean, yeah. (laughs) But, um, so this just kind of speaks to this whole disaster that is the LA front office. I feel like if any of this is true and it's happening the way that it sounds like it is, LeBron is probably unhappy. Um, and Lakers fans are planning to make that known. Uh, 
this could be a lot of fun. I'm excited. How much do you think the Lakers are worth? Like three billion? Uh, can't we Google that? I'm just like, because the franchise is valued at three point seven. Damn, billion. I was kind of close. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Because uh, I was looking at Jeannie Buss and like to see how she got into the owner and president and stuff. And she's the daughter of Jerry Buss. Uh, who, yeah. So obviously she took over the roles after, I think, his passing. I don't know. Yeah. And right. so it was just kind of interesting to me. I was just like, wow, you know, I think she's one of the few or only probably the only female owner in the league so i was just kind of shocked by that but it's kind of cool and uh yeah yeah i was just curious how much they're worth and that's that's my turn thought <laughs> well okay then yeah um do you want to talk about this next little point yeah because it's funny uh so based on all these planned protests extremely planned <laughs> not even planned hey meet here planned say this um richard jefferson kind of agreed with the whole situation of the fans he tweeted on wednesday i feel bad for my guys which one all of them tyron lou braun and luke and you know just to throw this out there him and luke are like best friends um I've listened to their podcast before and they're like homies and then him and Braun are close, obviously. And I think he's just has respect for Tyron Lou or something. Um, mm-hmm. This is what Luke was working with. This is what T Lou didn't want to get involved with. And this is what Braun is dealing with, which is just like a bar right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, he's basically saying that management sucks and that's probably why magic dipped too. Cause he probably didn't have a whole lot that he could do. Maybe they didn't let him do anything. And uh, there's probably more going on here than we know of. And that kind of stinks for the whole Lakers organization, especially LeBron at the end of his career. Yeah, all of this news really complicates the magic thing too, right? Did him leaving exacerbate these issues? Did he leave because mm-hmm. of them both? It's all very interesting stuff. I'm curious who they hire and how that goes over with their fans and their front office <laughs> and their players, yeah. obviously. I'm just going to call out that Richard Jefferson's bio on Twitter is proud one-time Olympic bronze medalist, <laughs> which I think is absolutely that... legendary. So He's not wrong. He is. He was on the the crap team. He got the dream team, the redeem team, and the crap team. <laughs> Do they have a yeah, name? The, the, oh, them? Oh, no. The team no, that lost. They might, not, not to my knowledge. <laughs> the trash team? Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, with that said, good luck, L.A. Um, we're going to need to be wishing luck to some other franchises that we are soon to talk about. So with that, <laughs> let's move into our, our playoffs. Boston, talk. we're talking about you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Because you facts. were trash this postseason, um, including game three. No, just kidding. They actually played well in game three. Um, Milwaukee well had trouble. Um, Celtics finally kind of clicking as a team. Uh, but the Bucks still win 123-116. Um, as I was saying, like Jason Tatum had 20, who's been playing like butt. He also had a lot. He also had Facts. a lot of boards. Facts. Senior, by the way, 16 and 8. Al Horford 17 and 8. Kyrie did his thing 29, 3 and 6. Jalen 18. Gordon Hayward 10. So like that's a stellar. Yeah, five. stellar performance all around for them. However. 
there's a monster on the other team named Giannis, who had 32, 13, and 8. Um, Nicola. Middleton Nicola played Nicola well. my guy, 13 points. <laughs> but, yeah, Chris Chris Middleton had 24 and 5, which is pretty good for him. But uh, the sad thing here is I said Brooke was going to have 24, and he had 7. So he's just <laughs> letting me down. Um, George Hill who I thought was like 70 years old. He's only like 31. He had 21 points. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? Why do you hate I think because he Hill? just plays like an old man game. I think I just. He's actually 33, but it's good for longevity, yeah, man. It is. I mean, I'm not knocking him. I just thought he was older than he was. I looked it up the other day and I was like, whoa, he's young. So he had 21. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Pat Connaughton. He had 14 and seven. Pat's becoming my guy. He's been low key yeah, going off. Yeah. Booty butt cheeks and Pat's like I'm not so check me out. <laughs> I'm not yeah, and he's bouncy AF. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like a forty-five. Um, game four, shout out white guys, they can jump. Game four. <laughs> I wish I would have made the hip hoop song "White Men Can't Jump" today. I almost <laughs> did. Uh, game four, Marcus Smart actually showed up. Um, he's been. As in, like, he was able to yes, play again. He put on a uniform and uh, made yeah. a return. He did not, however, show up to the game. <laughs> the Bucks. He only played 15 the Bucks, minutes. The Bucks won 113 101, and Marcus Smart had three points, one board, two assists. In 15 minutes, in his first game back. Why are you throwing so much shit? I'm just saying there's a lot of things on the Twitter sphere. That we're saying, you know, once the Celtics get Marcus Smart back this series, Milwaukee's in trouble, yada, yada. LOL, that was stupid to say. Anyway. But obviously he adds more than just, you know, stats when he's on the court. Um, but, you know, he just didn't do a whole lot to change the game, unfortunately. Uh, Why did everyone think that Boston w- was going to win this series? Because they have... There was literally no chance ever. <laughs> I mean, there was some chance. No, I've been saying this for Jason months. Tatum played okay again. He had 17 and 10. Marcus Smart played well again. Or Marcus Morris, sorry. 18 and 14. Al Horford, 20, 6, 5. Kyrie, 23, 10 assists. Jalen Brown, 16 and 7. Their other small forward, <laughs> Gordon Hayward, 2 and 3. So that's it. That's it. That's it. No. Yeah. And Terry Rozier, who's been lost uh his game has been scary and (laughs) he had two points and two boards so yikes in 10 minutes uh on the other hand Giannis again pouring in the 30s almost 40 he had 39 and 16 beast uh George Hill my guy 15 and (laughs) 4 Pat Connaughton 9 and 10 okay okay game on the boards I see you Brooke Lopez goose egg 7 and 8 (laughs) <laughs> I consider it a goose egg. Uh, oh, God. Just because he let you down doesn't mean you got eight on it. Tall ass waste of space. <laughs> oh, Splash Mountain. At least the space is vertical. Dude, the ride's shut down. It's going under maintenance. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Chris Middleton. And then Middleton and Bledsoe, 13 apiece. Yes. So, did you watch this game? I didn't get to see this one. I didn't. No. Well, that's a yikes. I should have watched the game that recap. Was at work. <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks like it was closer. Uh, the Celtics had the lead after the end of the first, and that was kind of it for them. But I mean, like, the, the yeah. score was relatively close. The numbers don't lie, though. 
Giannis is still a stud. Giannis is an absolute Game five, monster. we both watched, so we can comment on this one. Yeah, yeet. Uh, the final game, Milwaukee sends Boston and potentially Kyrie Irving packing. <laughs> one six, one sixteen to ninety one, and the Celtics did not stand a chance at all. They uh, never the did. The Bucks just point. went off the whole team. Giannis had twenty eight and eight, thirty one minutes. They only played him for like three and a half quarters. It seemed. Uh, yeah, Mirotic were smart. Ten and eleven because he played twenty eight minutes and minutes minutes and Giannis's minutes and Giannis's absence. Chris Middleton, nineteen and eight and five. That's a good game from him. Eric Bledsoe, eighteen and six. He's yeah, you know, you think his assist numbers would be a little better, eighteen and six rebounds, but he had two assists. I mean his Twitter fingers are on fire. So you think his hands when he's passive <laughs> was a little stretch, but hey. Uh, it was That's Pat Connaughton, my guy, seven and eleven. <laughs> Urshan had ten, George Hill had sixteen, Malcolm Brogdon had ten. So they were just all over the board. So Notably, Malcolm Brogdon back in the lineup for the first time in, I believe, seven or eight Yeah, weeks. I feel like I haven't heard uh, his late... name in forever. Yeah, because he was out with that torn plantar fascia. So this was his <laughs> first game back. Um, played 17 minutes. He had, like you said, 10 points. Also three rebounds and four assists. I think the big thing was late in this game in the fourth quarter, because Milwaukee was up so much, he got a lot of running time. I think he's going to be important going forward with his defense and, and kind of the intangibles he provides. Them being up so much, Good definitely look. you want to get that guy game time without him being a liability, 100%. and that's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, and they put him out there with some of the bench guys, and he kind of had to be the focal point of what they were trying to do. So I think that was great. For sure. Um, also, at the end of the game, the Bucks chanted, Paul Pierce sucks. So that's fun. Paul Pierce has taken so many L's recently. <laughs> He's got to do something in this. They're going to start adding him to the end of his first name, man. Yeah, or um, or just add him on at the end of his name, Paul. <laughs> well, the end of his first name. For those yeah, of you that remember, Paul Pierce said that Celtics in five or something like that or six. No, after they won the first game, he said Celtics in four. Oh, it's yeah. over. <laughs> and then he changed it later on to five or six or something. <laughs> His nickname's going to get changed in a minute. He is no longer He's the truth. The guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the poor guess. Uh, on the Celtics side in this game, Horford in 36 minutes had nine points, seven boards, and six assists, um, which w- is not going to get it done for you points wise from him. Tatum, 14 they and gave six. Up. Yeah. Jalen had 12. Marcus Morris Sr., 14 and 11. And Kyrie Irving, most notably, <laughs> 15 points. One rebound and a single assist. And this is significant if you follow our for Balby No Instagram because Alex was bashing him all night. <laughs> I mean, so there was that that performance he had in game three where he went eight for 22. And when asked about it, he said, you're not going to see another eight for 22. No, because you shot worse than that the next two games. He shot seven for 22 and then he was six for 21 in a must win game last night. Yeah. Awful. And so we've been talking about how much better they were playing for large stretches of the season without him. He completely stagnates their. And that's why he's gone because when he's when he's playing well, the the rest of the team is not. He's so out. They're just not in sync anymore. Um, For the record, also speaking of the at football, we know Instagram. I put up a poll asking if Kyrie was going to stay. 
it was Celtics for life versus going ghost. And it was a hundred percent going ghost. <laughs> so and this prediction's on you. Kyrie, guys, Danny, Phantom, Irving. Facts. <laughs> I'm glad you went there. Cause I was going to put Danny Phantom in the Instagram story, but I didn't know if you um, would get it. Speaking of point guards and Boston, good segue. Scary. And leaving, <laughs> scary probably. To, well, no, he might stay now. Kyrie's gone. Uh, mm, maybe. The scariness of Ternus was <laughs> just awful <laughs> this series. And uh, so he said, I don't give a blank an F. What nobody says. Or no, Sorry, what nobody say. It's even worse than that. I sacrificed the most <laughs> out of anybody. English. Um yeah, so he's basically saying, I don't care what the media says about me playing like ass. I'm still working my butt off, which is like good for you, but play better, you know? Um, yeah. He, he played, yeah. he had a hell of a run last year when Kyrie was out. So, I mean, he did have some great moments. So maybe yeah. if Kyrie officially gone and he stays, he'll, we'll see the scareness of Terrence reappear. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love um, it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think just that one response he gave when they asked him about the Celtics' ability to match any offer for him and just the no comment, that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, so good luck, Boston. You're getting ghosted by everyone. Hopefully. Yes. To continue to playoff series, uh, the craziest game in all the playoffs so far was Denver versus Portland game three, four overtimes. Um, the Blazers did end up getting the win 140 to 137, an all-star game. But I mean, even when you have four overtimes, what do you expect? Jokic played 65 this minutes. Is disgusting. Why did you leave him in for 65 minutes? Oh my God. Oh, good Lord, that's He was absurd. still moving too, which was really impressive. Like he was running at 65 minutes and like you think that's a lot. Fifty-five minutes is a lot too, and that's how much Jamal Murray played. Well, and on the other side, McCollum played sixty. Yeah, so it was a just yeah, madness. It was crazy. Um, so the Blazers, um, CJ McCollum, the the sixty-minute man, <laughs> played played well. Hour one points, eight boards, four assists. Um, Dane played fifty-eight minutes. However, he did not have a really good game. The four overtimes kind of let him score a little bit more, but at the end of the regulation, I think he had 21 points. Uh, he finished with 28, six and eight. He just, he wasn't really hitting when it was Dame time, but CJ stepped up big for them. It was three J time. Instead. Yes. Uh, Enos Cantor, 18 and 15, 56 minutes. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a shoulder issue too. Uh, 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 yeah. Maurice Harkless, 15 and 10. Alfarico Minu, 16 and 12. And then the hero, the goat himself. Yeah. Rodney Hood, 19, two boards and one assist in 24 minutes. The man of the Came storming hour. on the court, jumping up and down, trying to get his. Just came skipping. Trying in. to get his legs ready because he'd been sitting for three overtimes. I believe he sat for like an hour of. Yeah. Time. And then he came in and hit the dagger to win the game. He went off. That was so cool yeah, to see. I mean, we've been saying it, man. No one's been believing us. You're right. On the other side, Jamal Murray scored 10 more points than his usual 24 um, or 23, whatever he usually scores. Mm, So he had 34, 9, and 5. The 65-minute man, 
Nikola Jokic, who lost 40 pounds during this game. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 33 points, 18 boards, 14 assists, the triple dub. I mean, when you're Nikola Jokic and you're playing 65 minutes, you better be getting a triple double. <laughs> he gets so many near triple doubles or barely triple doubles that in that amount of time, it's got to go down. Um, Paul Millsap had a good game in 49 minutes, 17 and 13. Uh, Gary Harris, 13 and 4. Will Barton played well. 22 and nine. So yeah, uh, crazy game. If you didn't see it, go watch the highlights because it was back and forth. The highlights are still going to take you. That's true. Game was so damn long. But I wasn't. I wasn't mad. I didn't have anything else to do on a Friday night except except watch ball. That sounded kind of sad, but okay. Hey man, I was happy. Just drinking some, some nice hey. Michelob Ultras, and you guys are making fun of me, but hey. You're getting robbed. It's an overpriced beer. Tasty. It's tasty. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Game four um, was hard fought. Nuggets managed to eke it out 116 to 112. Mm -hmm. On the Nuggets side, Millsap, 21 and 10 in 41 minutes. Uh, Jokic played less than 65 minutes, which is outstanding. He had 21, 12, and 11 uh, Jamal Murray put up as many in 38 minutes as he did in 55 the previous game with 34, <laughs> 5, and 4. Um, Gary Harris had 14, Will Barton 11. Yeah, and uh, with that win, the Nuggets tied up the series at 2 a 2. 2 a 2? 2 2 2. Yeah, yeah. Words. 2 2 Lots two, two. of 2s in there. Um, so that's kind of sick. I like this series so far. It's been entertaining. I'm enjoying it. Enjoying myself. Continue on with the Blazer stats. It's- Good games. Um, oh no. Uh, Dame had 28 and seven Thanks. assists. CJ had 29 and five. Uh, Alfred Gamino 19 and eight. And that's kind of it. No one else did much. Oh, I guess Seth Curry had 16. Seth was yeah, 16. So, yeah. Congrats, Seth. But you guys lost. Game five, however. <laughs> All right, then. It was a different story, A Hop. Because. <laughs> The Blazers just got blown out, and they didn't stand a chance the whole game. Well, that's well I guess first quarter it was thirty-one twenty-five. It looked kind of nice, but after that, it was it was bad. It was downhill. Um, quickly. Yes, very quickly. So uh, Jokic or uh, the Nuggets won, I should say, one twenty-four to ninety-eight. Just a blowout. Uh, take a three-two lead. Um, Jokic had twenty-five, nineteen rebounds. Yes, nineteen. And six assists. A little disappointed there. (laughs) Uh, Paul Millsap had another great game, 24 and 8. And I think he's the key for them to win game uh, six, is it? Yeah, game six tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Millsap's got to play well along with Jokic. I think they're a big man team for sure. Gary Harris, 16 and 6. Jamal Murray did not go to 23. He had 18, 5, and 9. Will Barton with a casual 10. And Malik Beasley also with 10. But I'm excited for this game tonight. I don't know who I want to win. I kind of liked the Nuggets going into just the playoffs in general to kind of make the Eastern Conference Final or Western Conference Finals, mainly because you talked me out of them being good this year at the beginning of the season. <laughs> when we were making our preseason polls, I was like, dude, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Fair and you enough. were like, nah, dude, they're going to be trash. And I was like, fine. <laughs> I don't know if I said it that strongly, but yeah. And then okay. they come out as like the two seed. <laughs> I 
I mean, I think what you have to ask yourself is who's going to give you the most compelling conference finals? Is it going to be Portland or is it going to be Denver? Who has the best chance to beat a Houston or I think Denver does because they're more well-rounded. I think Portland's kind of got Dame and McCollum, and that's about it. Yeah, I see I mean, Enos is okay down low, but he's not Jokic, you know? (laughs) I think Jokic presents some interesting challenges for Houston and for Golden State defense. And, I mean, Paul Millsap. Portland doesn't have a Paul Millsap kind of guy. Alfarik Aminu and Maurice Harkless are not that. They combined for eight points last game and five boards. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine, fair. Fair point. I mean, Zach Collins did play well in this game. He had 14. Uh, Rodney Hood had 14. Damian Lillard had 22. McCollum had 12, and that was it. And that's the blah. Blah. Why did you say it like that? (laughs) Just the blah. Sounds horrible. Oh, man. Speaking of blats. <laughs> yeah, Philly had one. Uh, there's been a lot of blowouts this playoffs, I feel like. There probably always is, though. I, especially this late, though. I feel like one versus eight, yeah, there's going to be blowouts, but now we're like four versus five and stuff. and it's just, Or not four versus five, like two versus four. That's crazy. Um, yeah, 76ers win. Joel Embiid had 33 and 10 only in 28 minutes, which is kind of absurd. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler had 22, 9 and 9. JJ Redick put in 15. I'm sure all of those were threes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> James likely. Ennis had 10. Uh, ben Simmons had a nice 10, 7 and 7 because he's a transition player, and that's that. <laughs> that's just so accurate. It just makes me happy. <laughs> Uh, on the other side, Kawhi did his thing, and so did Pascal. Kawhi had 33 and 4 and 3. Uh, Pascal had tw- 20 and 3. That's kind of sad. Really? The only guys on Toronto that you can count Yeah, on. Danny Green showed up for once, had 13. I mean, if you call that showing up. Mark Gasol did, had some uh, Splash Mountain numbers with 7 and 6. <laughs> and Kyle Lousy oh, continued God. his lousiness. <laughs> 7 and 5 and 5. And just perpetual media. The fact that he went seven, five, and five in thirty-eight minutes is just disgusting. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look. No. I agree. And he's supposed to be like the. I've never liked Kyle Lowry, like as a next level point guard. You know, people always talk about oh they got Kyle Lowry and Kawhi, they're going to be really good. I'm like, no, they got Kawhi, they're going to be good. <laughs> like, you know, I think that's been an ongoing he's thing where there's this idea that he's like an upper tier right. point guard and he's definitely above average. He's I wouldn't good, build a team around him, not, you know, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, he's shown it. So, and it happens every year in the playoffs for him. Yeah. I think he just fools people in the regular season. I don't think he's like that great regular season either. Anyways, okay. Philly takes it up 2-1 at that point. Game four comes. Uh, Toronto evens the series 101-96. So it's 2-2 at this point. Kawhi did his freaking thing. He had 39 and 14 in 43 minutes. Dude went off. And five yes. assists. Um, Marcus Gasol, 16. He actually did something for once. Five rebounds. Kyle Lousy, 14, 6, and 7. Serge Ibaka, 12 and 9. I mean, it was all Kawhi, though. Unfortunately, Pascal yeah. only had 9. It's the intangibles, though. Yeah. On the other side, Jimmy Butler's been having a pretty good playoffs. He had 29 and 11. 
He's the only one on that team who's been having a good Joel Embiid went from having 33 points in 28 minutes to 11 and 35. So, nice. The seven assists, though, isn't isn't a bad look from no. him, though. 11, 8, and 7. The rebounds are low, the points, but he did that something. That makes you think they're, they were doing something defensively and making him pass a little more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ben Simmons in casual 10 again. 5-4 is what... <laughs> kind of hits me wrong there he's always right around that 10 or 15 number i feel like but five rebounds and four assists is not i guess there wasn't a lot of transition plays this game unless not jj reddick had 19 and uh tobias had 16 and 6 and that's it man i mean Kawhi just did his thing and you can't do much about that i mean it was a close game though one-on-one 96 it's just that down down the stretch they needed ben simmons and joel Embiid to score it feels like with the number of weapons you have as Philadelphia, though, you can't let Kawhi beat you by himself. Right? Like, you got Boban. Come on now. It's just, I mean, between Harris, Butler, Embiid, and Simmons, you, you can't lose to a single guy like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, make someone else beat they you. did not take your advice for the next game <laughs> because they got absolutely <laughs> demolished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, they lost 125 to 89 oh, and Toronto takes a 3-2 lead but other guys showed up though is the thing for for the Raptors yeah it wasn't Kawhi and the Kawhiettes it was like actually like it was just like Kawhi was a T-Rex and the rest of them were like slightly smaller carnivorous dinosaurs all right <laughs> Um, so pascal had 25 and 8 Kawhi had 21 and 13 and then like you said the rest of the dinosaurs did their part 11 and 5 for mark gasshole um which is terrible again i expect more out of him excuse me what (laughs) why did you call him that's his nickname man gasshole no (laughs) lousy had 19 and 6 and 5 less lousy more like uh, regular season Lowry, uh, Danny Green, 17 and five. Serge, who's been very quiet since Pascal's rising, had 10 and two. Hate to see it. Uh, on the other side, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't even want to yeah. say these stats. It's just Jimmy had 22, five and seven. Tobias Harris had then don't even say anything. And six. Else. Joel Embiid played horrible, 13 and six. That's all. Oh. And one. Oh, wait. That's the difference. Ben Simmons did seven, seven, and four. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, just a really poor game. On that note, though, they are playing the, right now. The current game, mm-hmm. which you will have probably heard we about. We might as well discover it now because it's over. Yeah, uh, there's five minutes to go. Philadelphia is up 99 to 78. Um, let's see. I don't get why these games keep going this way. Like, they're just like there's no clear winner. Another good game from Butler. Uh, he has 20-plus, also 6-7 and seven right now. Uh, Simmons plays better, though, it looks like. Embiid's still meh with 15 and 12. Yeah, why is Embiid black? I don't know, but at least Simmons is in the 20s for once. And then on the other side, as we mentioned, it kind of looks like it's Kawhi and Siakam, and you can't really count on anyone to show up. No. Kyle Lousy, 13-5-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi and Siakam are both in the 20s. Kawhi has 12 boards, but... This is going to be an interesting game set. I know. Who's going to win this game? I have no idea. I don't think it looks great for Philadelphia, strictly based on the fact that it's in Toronto. Yeah, those Canadians, man. 
because you have to feel good if you're Toronto going back home with the way you just absolutely throttled them in game. You five. know what I just realized? We're going to look like real idiots if they somehow come back and win this game. <laughs> in five minutes. I hope they make me sound like an idiot. I that'd hope That'd be a they pretty cool it. thing to watch, but yeah, that probably won't happen. I don't really like the 76ers, so go for it, Toronto. <laughs> Do it to them. Speaking of teams we don't like, the Warriors played uh, the Rockets game three. The Rockets t- took a game, though, at home. Uh, they were down 2-0 um, after the first two games in Golden State. Go home, pick up a game, down 2-1 now. They won this game 126-121. And my stats won't load, so that kind of sucks. You go ahead. Um, on the Rockets' side, uh, Eric Gordon played 45 minutes, as did James Harden. Both those guys really showed Jesus. out. Gordon had 30 yeah, they points. Did. Harden, Harden, Harden had 41, <laughs> 9, and 6. Uh, Chris Paul, a little bit of an underperformance. In 44 minutes, he had 14, 8, and he's 7. He's like a guy, though, that he, him just on the court, though, his presence, he's the floor yeah. general. Like, he can have games like this. Kyle Lowry cannot have games like this. Well, and, and I think that speaks to, and just like you're saying that, Chris Paul just has so much impact outside of his. Mm-hmm. He's his a leader. He's a threat. Right? He's like, he's a, he's a lot of things uh, like other than just like a scorer and assist, an assist man. Yeah. And as a guy who's a career four and a half rebound a game player, the eight says something about how he's playing, right? He's still getting after mm-hmm. it, which I think is important. Um, Capella added 13 and 11 on the warrior side. KD did everything in his power. He played 50 minutes. He had 46 points and six assists. Um, Iguodala, 16, 5. Draymond with a triple double, 19, 11, and 10. Um, Clay, 16, and 8. And Steph put up a lowly 17. <laughs> um, interesting here. Katie played 50 minutes. You only had three boards. You're, dude, you're 7 1. I don't care what anybody says. You're not 6 <laughs> 10. You're 7 1. And you're basically playing power forward. Or center, I guess. Uh, you can argue. You should be pulling down more than three boards. There's only one guy in double-digit boards or even close to it. I guess Clay had eight. But, I mean, that, that's why they lost this game, ultimately. They rebounded. I mean, they got rebounded. Yes, but I feel like if if you look at KD having 46, it probably became a thing where he wasn't around the basket because they needed him to be shooting. Well, not even offensive boards, just defensive. Like, I mean, you got to get after it a little more. Uh, that's true. I agree with that. PJ Tucker's on you, who's what, 6'6? Six, six? <laughs> like, yeah, so I don't know. I just would think. No, good point. Good I think you should get a little a few more boards and they'd probably win that game. He's 6'5, by the way. Well, see, 6'6 six, six on a good day. We're both right. He wears lots of uh, cool shoes. Maybe they make him taller. They definitely make him cooler. <laughs> In game four. That's such a uh, lame thing Houston... for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I giggled and continued. In game four, uh, Houston managed to win another one at home uh, and even out the series. They won this one 112 to 108. Hames did it all. Hames, yeah, um, played 40 minutes. He had 38, 10 boards. Um, good games from a couple other guys, though, too. P.J. Tucker had 17 and Big 10. Boards. Eric Gordon put up 20, uh, which I think you're going to need from him consistently in order to be. I feel State. like Eric Gordon is under underrated. I've always liked him out of college. 
No, he's a really good player. I think I think we've seen less talk about him since Chris Paul got. He was Houston. great. Uh, last night, he was freaking dropping buckets on the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we'll get to that game next. In this game four, yeah, Chris Paul, 13-8-5. Another one of those stats don't show his worth all the time kind mm-hmm. of games. Uh, for Golden State, it was really all KD and Steph Curry. They combined for 64. Um, KD had 34, 7, and 5. Steph with 34 and 8. I mean, Clay with just 11. A pretty good night from Draymond of 15, 10. Dude, Clay's so gone. He's like the fifth fiddle. <laughs> he's not. Uh, he's not even a fiddle. He's like a piano that barely gets used. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's so much better than 11 points. He is. You. I mean, what do you think it is, though? Is he just playing poorly, or do you think maybe he, it's the product of too few touches? Well, I mean, how, what was what was his field goal percentage? This stupid thing doesn't show it. Yeah, I'll find out. Um, five of fifteen. Oh, well, he, so maybe 15, that was a little yeah. his fault. One for six for deep. <laughs> well, and, I mean, in the game before that, he was six for sixteen. So yeah, well, I bet maybe he's forcing shots a little. Feeling a little resentment. Maybe. So he's like, "Hey, I got to get my ball up, my shots up." Perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, though. Um, game five. Um. The home team wins again, 104-99. Golden State is up 3-2 in this series now. Uh, It'll be harder for them to blow this lead because they're not up 3-1, but it's still definitely possible due to the snake himself tearing a scale (laughs) 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 or straining a scale. Yeah, Uh, KD, we've alluded to this a couple times. He leaves late in, was it in the third or the fourth quarter? It was the third. Um, I thought so, with with what initially appeared to be a torn it were a ruptured Achilles mm-hmm. um, has been quote unquote confirmed, whatever that may mean um, to be a mild right calf strain. I say that because there are some, some rumors that that may not be the case mm-hmm. and Nathan may or may not believe in this conspiracy. Well, let me just get through the numbers real quick. Uh, don't want to leave the, the homies hanging here uh, for sure. KD had 22 and five, obviously not a complete game. Steph had 25, 6, and 5. Clay had 27 and 4. Hmm, interesting. KD gets hurt. Clay scores 27. Hmm. Yeah. Andre Iguodala, 11. On the other side, uh, James did his thing again 31, 4, 8. Chris Paul, another weird game, 11, 6, and 6. Eric Gordon, 19. PJ Tucker, 13 and 10. He's been putting in work down low. Clink. I want to call out one more stat about this game, too, though, uh, on the Warriors' side. At one point, they were up 20. And that was early in the mm-hmm. game. Kevon Looney had nine rebounds, and I believe he had like five in the first quarter. <laughs> he was absolutely going in. So Golden State had a big lead early. and <laughs> So was, you're saying Looney didn't do anything for the rest of the game because he ended with five and nine? <laughs> I'm saying that he was huge in in creating that energy yeah. early. Um, Clint Capella had six and 14, by the way. But as you were saying about the whole is it an Achilles? Is it a calf strain? So there was this doctor on the Twitters, um, not just a random guy. He's an NFL doctor. And he said, looking from at the video, it looks like an Achilles strain. And there are some reports of people alluding to the fact that maybe uh, they're not saying that it is an, or a ruptured Achilles, not an Achilles strain, ruptured Achilles 
because they don't want to ruin the morale of the team and just have them be down and just be like, well, we're screwed now because we lost KD because we all know that Draymond can't make any more parking lot phone calls <laughs> this late into the season. <laughs> just pick up the next superstar that he sees fit. Um, so I don't know. Either way, I don't see KD coming back from this this series, honestly. That he's that would be four days. He would have four days, assuming that uh, the Rockets win this next game. Well, the word is is that he would be reevaluated next week and could return for the conference finals. But he's out for this yes. series. That's that was just my thinking in general. Uh, whether yeah. or not the report said that, I was like, "There's no way he's coming back." Also, you don't want to yeah. risk it as an expensive basketball player. Sure. Uh, what was interesting to me was when he went out, they were only up like four points or six points. And I really mm-hmm. thought the Rockets were going to take over, but it, it either seemed like one, the Golden State was playing inspired basketball for KD or two, the Rockets just didn't capitalize. I mean, I think you mentioned that it just seemed like the ball was not bouncing Houston's mm-hmm. way. Like everything that could have gone wrong did. I mean, you have that late game where, the late game situation, Clay steps out of bounds. They miss the call. He literally just tosses the ball to nobody, coughs it up. PJ Tucker dives on it, fumbles it, and it ends in a, was it mm-hmm. Eric Gordon? Um, and it ends in a, a layup for Clay Thompson. You know, it was just like one of those, yeah. nothing is and going right. And if they, right, if they but... get that turnover, which would have been a huge turnover because they were down three with like 25, 20 seconds left, shot clocks off. And this is when you foul, but they didn't foul. They went for the trap and rarely in the NBA does this ever happen where you get the trap and they turn it over. But that's exactly what happened. And they just couldn't get the ball. It was there. They and, were right you know, there. The Rockets, they're hitting that three. <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I think this really hurts. I, if the Rockets win this, I say that they win the series, but really, ah, it doesn't look good now. Yeah, because, I mean, with the precedent of who's winning where, Golden State could win anywhere at any time. I know that. But I just I feel like momentum-wise, if Houston wins this game five, now they can win it at home. And if they don't win it at home, they have to go back to Golden State where they already got a game. That feels very different. They didn't get a game in Golden State. If they win game oh. five, then they already got one. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, that game five just happened. Yeah, yeah, I see you. So if they win game five, now they have the opportunity to go home and win. If they can't, then they go to a game seven where they've already won yeah. a game. I mean, State. even if they do win this next game, which I think they will at home, they should still feel really confident going into game seven. No KD, no Boogie, and you almost won game five. And you probably yeah. should have based on all the, not even like mistakes, just like things that didn't go your way. Like Steph, like uh, Steph missing that floater at the end, and he, but the ball bounced right back to him, and then he got fouled and stuff like that. Yes, they, yeah. had, they had their chances, just didn't work out. For sure, yeah. This will be interesting, just in the same way as that uh, that Denver Portland series. I have absolutely no idea what's going to go yeah. on, there. which I like. I like uncertainty. It yeah. makes the games fun. Yeah. And that is it Big for fan. the usual playoff race i mean i try, we try to make a little interesting other than just going over stats some in-depth analysis i think that was i think, that was I think that's more than yeah, we've done in the long, past um agree yeah so now it's time for our, the best part of the podcast obviously hip hoop with uh what you put here hippity hop hippity hop <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, so for Hip Hoop this week, like I always say, trying to keep it fresh with different artists at all times. So for this week, we have somebody that me and one of my boys back in like the ninth grade would bump all the time riding around our hometown. I don't know why this was who we bumped, but it was. Uh, this is The Game. This track is called The Documentary 2 off his album, also called The Documentary 2, that came out in 2015. Clever. Um, yeah. When I listened to the game back in the day, uh, I didn't really know that he had bars like he has bars. I was really impressed uh, revisiting some of his stuff. So I'll play this little snippet for you guys and we will break it down. It's pretty hot. Let's do it. Six, five, tall like a hooper, ball like a hooper, on the floor like a hooper. So I must be clay with the 38, Thompson with the Thompson. Everything about me comped, and I mean everything about me bumped. And I ain't never had shit. I grew up like Magic Johnson. Wow. I mean, that first part is just me. Six, five, tall like a mm -hmm. hooper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love the bounce on this track, and I love the flow that he puts over it. It's kind of like an old school beat for being 2015. Isn't it right? And I think that's cool. Just kind of the vibe is different. Um, and I appreciate that. Not everything has to be trap drums. So uh, to get into the lyrics, uh, like you mentioned, uh, six, five tall, like a hooper is how it starts. Uh, the game is six, five. Um, and he says, even though he's listed at six, four on the internet. So it makes me wonder, I think people like to say they're taller than they actually are. Also internet, not always truthful. Uh, yeah. Um, so after after tall like a hooper, the game says ball like a hooper. And when he says this, he's not kidding. Uh, he played at Compton High School in the late 90s, where per him, he averaged 14.9 points, six rebounds and four assists. I don't think that's made up because that's like oddly specific to be fabricated. Um, but who knows? He played with and against uh, NBA players like Baron Davis, Tyson Chandler, Gilbert Arenas, and Tayshaun Prince. Mm -hmm. So uh, if he's putting up numbers like that, the dude must be able to ball. Um, and he earned a scholarship to play at Washington State University. Unfortunately, he only lasted one semester there. But hey, um, the fact that he was good enough to get a scholarship at all is pretty impressive. The next part, he says, on the floor like a hooper. Uh, which is obviously a reference to sitting courtside at games, mm. which every rapper ever does because they're all really rich and have nothing else to do. Um, Bucket list. And I'm going to do that facts. once. Yes, for a really dope uh -huh. game. I'm trying to see Giannis courtside. Yep. Cash out my 401k and just do it once. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like probably 1200 bucks. It's cool. Um, this on the floor like a hooper leads into his next punchline, which... I think it's pretty tight. Um, he says, so I must be Clay with the 38, Thompson with the Thompson. Um, so essentially it's comparing his skill, shooting guns, pistols, and machine guns that he references Which here. we don't and condone. Clay Thompson. Yeah, but we also don't... Uh, I, what's the word I want? We won't hold it against you. Do what Well, don't you kill anybody Just, with it. That's, that's what I hopefully mean. Hopefully don't shoot Yeah, people, shoot things. But, yeah, or like, animals. Do don't thing. kill animals either specific ones i think that's that's like very subjective but um let's see so he compares his ability to shoot guns to clay thompson shooting the basketball i personally have gone on record on the pod calling clay the most dangerous man in the nba um when he's Hi. Oh, shooting okay. well <laughs> that's all the time um but he's just absolutely crazy when he's when also he's on. little uh, 
yeah. the wordplay here, a little analysis from Nate. Yeah, hit me. The game went to WSU, and so did Clay Thompson. What a brilliant fill-in. I didn't even think of that. That's great. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. Um, so maybe that's see. why he chose uh, on... him, is what I'm saying. No, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at Clay's ability to shoot. It's just mm-hmm. perfect. It's a comparison made in heaven. Um, this song was also released the same year as Clay's 37-point quarter, uh, which I think is pretty obvious really lends itself to the comparison but he said 38 i'm just talking about <laughs> I know, i'm just kidding 38 is a gun i know close enough do i need to say that do people not know that a 38 and a thompson are guns People. well they do that. now you just said it moving on i hope so <laughs> so it must be clay with the 38 thompson with the thompson uh so these bars on shooting guns lead fittingly into the next bar where he says everything about me compton which I mean, I think everyone knows is pretty popular for its rampant gang violence. Uh, the game corrects himself, though, after this bar where he says, everything about me, Compton. What are you doing? What is that noise? I'm making noise? Yeah, it's like... Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. I was itching my eye. <laughs> um, he says, everything about me, Compton. I mean, everything about me, Bompton. So he corrects himself mm. from Compton to Bompton to signify his affiliation with the Compton Bloods. They start Compton with the letter B as opposed to C because C is representative of their rival Crips. Mm-hmm. They do this with lots of words is my understanding. I have no it's true. experience. I knew but, a blood uh, one time. That's well, not okay, a joke. That's... I actually did. So No, that's, yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> um, the rapper YG also does this a lot. He has a song called Bool, Balm, and Bellective, as so, opposed to so Cool. Stupid. The thing that kills me is that it says Bellective, but the term is Cool, Calm, and Collected, not Collective. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that or not. Um, I don't anyway, know this if is he a... knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so uh, this is a pretty common thing in hip hop. And then this last little section, he says, I ain't never had shit. I grew up like Magic Johnson. Um, so as part of him being from Compton, that's a largely poverty-stricken area. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's just the truth of it. Nathan says that pod politics are bad, so I won't <laughs> talk about the poverty in, in Compton. That's not politics. Um, it's just truthfulness. It gets exceedingly political if you get into it. Very much okay. so. The war on drugs is bad. Don't at me. Um, and he says, I grew up like Magic Johnson. Magic grew up in a poor family. And this is kind of comparison, comparisoning, comparing their rags to riches story. Do this. <laughs> I apparently can't. Um, so that's all of it. That's the game with the documentary, too. Like I said, he's got more bars than I ever realized that he did. Um, he's got some cool hip hop bars also. And Ale Bumbae. Ooh, I love that song. Knows. Yeah, it's fire, right? So uh, check out the documentary, too. Uh, the album and the song, Game Goes Pretty Hard. So that is Hip Hoop this week. Awesome. Loved it. Give Glad it I listen. could help a little bit. That was a great contribution. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, so we got a good football we know this week. Uh, one that A-Hop and I talk about a lot because it's true. It's not infrequent. <laughs> and it's not incorrect either. Um so for ball, we know Steph Curry is, as Alex puts it, whack in the playoffs. In other words, just not clutch. Playoffs, it's clutch time. 
and Steph Curry, you are not, sir. I'm sorry. You just aren't. So I found a little stat here that maybe you didn't know, eh, Hop? It's a little stat or is it like a, it's a pretty big, big stat? stat. Okay, so um, in Stephen Curry's whole career, he has yet to make a go-ahead basket in the final 24 seconds of a playoff game. That's a lot of time. Can we say that one more time? In <laughs> Stephen Curry's whole career, he has yet to make a go-ahead basket in the final 24 seconds of a playoff game. And he's wow. had several chances this postseason to do that, including last night um, with his little floater in the lane, and then he missed it, and then he went to the free throw line. Mm, that was an ugly floater. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to see when the stakes are high, Steph is just not there. I mean, I, I counted, like, I think he missed his last, like, eight shots last night. And they're in the fourth mm. quarter, you know, when they needed them. And they, these were shots that could have clinched the game. Um, obviously not in the final 24 seconds, but shots you'd expect him to make any other part of the game or any other part of the season. So it, it's it's hard to watch. Um, I think it's interesting, too, how I feel like with him, stats like that sort of get skimmed over when there's so many people that would get absolutely roasted for, for the same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially like a LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. And then here's another stat, uh, in their, in his playoff career on game tying or go ahead shots. Curry is two of nine and from the field, one of five from three. So, the, the one of five from three is really not a good no, especially when that's what you're best at. Um, yeah, that's what you do. I'm assuming since the other stat, this isn't contradicting it. I'm assuming the game tying shots or the go-ahead shots are with more than 24 seconds left on the clock is what I would assume. Yeah. So hopefully these stats are not contradicting each other or yikes. <laughs> I do not believe that they are. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. A guy, his level just isn't there when he, you need him i mean it, and sometimes it's not even the end of games sometimes it's a whole game he's had games this uh series with the rockets i think he scored like what was it 17 points seven of 23 shooting two of nine from deep that's not a good game in 44 minutes that's a terrible game and like that's in awful. like low 30s to high 20s that's like all right you know he played all right that's yeah 44 minutes you can't have that that's almost a full game <laughs> well and i mean when you look just at his numbers in the playoffs you see a 17 points and 18 a 12 against the clippers 12 <laughs> seriously in 35 minutes one for nine from three anyone's gonna struggle but it feels like this is kind of a regular thing for mm -hmm. him and yet we sort of just skim over and, it and this is um, the guy who was getting an mvp chance last night mm, when he was shooting those free throws he got gifted <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. You know, I think also as far as stats go, you look at Steph's three-point shooting percentages. So on his career, he averages 43.5% from three. On his career, he averages 40% from three in the playoffs, which is by no means a low number. But in this playoff alone, he's averaging 37% from three. Um, You know, I just think his numbers, you expect guys to – perform better mm -hmm. in the playoffs and it doesn't feel like that's always the case for him no 
it always i always feel like i'm when i'm watching him i'm like mm, what's gonna happen this game you know which curry are we gonna see because <laughs> he does have yeah. games where he plays well he just isn't being clutch he's passing off to katie or clay you know now what i think will be intriguing is that we've seen i believe it's since KD got to Golden State, they are something like 29 and four in games in which he doesn't play. And I think so many of the questions about whose team is it, KD or Steph, mm-hmm. stemmed from us seeing Golden State lose a lot when Steph Curry wasn't playing and continue to win when KD wasn't. So these next couple games should be very telling as to who Steph Curry is regardless of it being playoffs or not and how how Golden State responds because this could be another case where he just goes supernova and they win both these games and that's I do that. have one more stat to kind of dispute the supernova thing you're talking about here. All right. So last night game what was that? 6? No, 5. Uh Steph Curry's fourth game in a row shooting under 30% from 3 tying the longest streak of his career late regular season or playoffs. So that's just like, you can't dispute us here saying he's not clutch. Like four games in a row under 30% from three is just very uncharacteristic for him. Extremely. Yeah. I mean, he could go off this next game, but it just right now, it doesn't seem very likely. I think for him to three point percentage stats are especially telling mm-hmm. That's where all his value is. And it's funny to me with the the 3-1 year, um, everybody kept saying, oh, Steph's hurt, this and that. No, he just didn't play well. I think it came out. He never said he was hurt. He said, I'm just as banged up as everybody else. (laughs) And that was kind of that. People just really wanted to save him. And I think they still do. And that's why this isn't talked about. Because he's, quote, relatable. I hate that argument. It's, so he's not relatable. Stupid. He's freaking nature. <laughs> but but he's like he's like my height and weight. So like I could be <laughs> No, I that's so No, he's stupid. way quicker than you, way more skilled than you'll ever be at a kid shoot way better than anybody on this planet. <laughs> One of my favorite things ever. This is a little bit of a tangent almost, but there was this article about Steph Curry. This was at the start of this really meteoric rise we've seen from him. And it had a picture of this rickety old wood basketball hoop. And it, the story is, this is where it all started. This is the driveway of Steph Curry's grandparents house or something. And this is the hoop he practiced on. And I said, hold that. His dad was in the NBA. This guy was shooting at halftime with Kobe. What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? This is where he's been in NBA arenas around elite trainers and athletes his entire life. Like you said, why do we have to about the create this weird narrative? The, this is his like coming into the, the spotlight kind of thing. Whoever mm-hmm. made that article probably had no idea that his dad played in the NBA, like zero. I think it was like an ESPN article though, or something like, I don't know. Well, but as you've seen in the recent weeks, ESPN obviously does not do a lot of uh, actual reporting or research. No comment, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, there's just this weird idea that your narrative has to be rags to riches. No, he's been in the arenas his whole life. That no, doesn't take anything away from what he's accomplished. Plenty of plenty wealthy NBA players that are now wealthier because they're in the league. 
that's just what it is. It's just but, life. It's like that for any job. There's wealthy people that get wealthier and there's wealthy people that do okay. And there's poor people that do have the same thing. Okay. And they're super rich. It doesn't matter. There's no formula. You don't need to be poor to be successful in the NBA. <laughs> All facts. So Steph is weak in the playoffs. Those are the numbers. Those are some stats for you. <laughs> Who the and hell was that? Simple. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Oh my God. And Coach Carter. Wasn't that yeah. great? <laughs> well, on that note, that's the pod. You can't dispute our argument. Don't even try to. Actually, try to. If you have some numbers that that disagree with ours, hit us up with them oh, on man. Instagram. Afterball, we, we gave know. a lot of factoids there. Well, yeah, but I'm always interested to hear perspectives. I'm trying to widen my view. Okay. Because I think both of us are admittedly a little bit anti-Steph Curry. I think we both started as fans of his, and then he's since rubbed us the wrong way. It's a, it's not so much his fault. I mean, it is a little bit. He did get a little cocky and full of himself. A little, a little more than a little. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it's from the media too, though. Just kind of over, overhearing it. I mean, yeah, that too. But regardless, if if you're a KD fan, if you're a Steph Curry fan, if you have thoughts on these guys that disagree with our opinions, well, and our numbers, our facts, our stats, we go s. That's cool. Just let us know. How or if you have thoughts that you know that they're messing around with, you know, call them out. Be faithful. True. (laughs) On that terrible ending. um, Yeah, that was. uh, It's been a fun episode. Thanks for listening. Fifty-two next week. Um, I hope you stuck with us. I feel like this was a long. It was, but it was a fun one. So if you're still listening, you're also if you're still listening, the Sixers won by eleven. Game seven. Who you got? Sixers. I'm going with Sixers. Sixers by how much? Six. <laughs> Was that a cop out? Sixers by six. No. Raptors. Double digits. Oh, another blowout on the books. All right. Uh, not not a blowout, but they'll they will win the game by double digits. <laughs> it's kind of broad. They can win by sixty. Oh, I told you, double digits. Okay, low low double digits. Fine. Twelve. Does that make? Yeah, I give a number. You're like double digits. It's like, like, oh, I think that's a. I think that's a. They could win by ten or a (laughs) hundred. Well, not a hundred. Damn it, (laughs) ninety-nine. Dummy. Um. All right. Now that I've been called dumb, I think it's time for me to leave. So. That's fair. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll catch you next week for Nate. For a hop. Oh, oh, shoot. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and review us. Uh, see ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you 
And it's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If there ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah he put some shots up and he's dribbling